Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Well, welcome back, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman. And here on Scale Your Business Radio, we're going to talk about how can you grow your company and get your life back by working less and getting your business to produce more. In this segment, we're going to talk about that all-important first key hire, um, strategies and lessons to make that first step to do that. And, Jeff, I think this way to start it off is, can you share with us, I mean, I, I, I think that every business owner, if they've grown and scaled their company, can put their finger on with that early company they did, if they've done multiple or with their current company, if they've really focused on just one in their business career, that first key hire that they had, that person way back when that either took over their operations or headed up their sales or marketing, the one that they went gulp when they hired this person, both for the cost and for this idea that they would let go of part of the business to let this other person run a portion, a pillar of it. Tell us about your story, then I'll share mine. Sure, uh, David. Mine was, uh, you know, I'm actually by trade a software engineer, a software developer, so that's the stuff I uh, was trained in and did and thought that I knew, and that's what I was doing. Um, but our products, the products were getting developed, and we're doing okay, right, a startup company just with a few people. But I happened to meet a guy that everybody kept talking about was this just textual, technical genius. His name was Ed. Everybody was talking about the technical genius, Ed. Uh, and when I started to, when I sat down and talked to this guy one day, just chatting, uh, and, and, you know, thinking about hiring him, and started talking about the way, again, I thought I was a good engineer, the way I was designing projects, products, and our roadmap for our products, and he made a few casual suggestions that while he said them were cas- that casually were brilliant and blew away anything that we've spent all this time thinking of and doing. And sure enough, when I said, you know what, there's somebody way smarter than me and way better than me at this thing I thought I was good at, uh, the technology and the technical design and the roadmap and the strategy. So when we brought Ed in, he just sort of politely said, you just step aside, I'll handle this piece. You worry about the sales and marketing piece, I'll worry about product development. And it was just brilliant. The whole company changed. Some of the things that I thought were good ideas were not. His were better. And even some of the ones that my ideas were good, he found ways to do them faster and cheaper. So I think our company went from decent uh, to, you know, from good to great uh, by the addition of an incredible technical person um, that just was way better than me. <laughs> that's an incredible story. I love it. I love it. Do you still know Ed to this day? Or I mean, that's a lot of years I do. ago. You I, still... Yeah, no, we, we, yeah, I most definitely do. But it literally changed the company from good to great by having me, who was average at product, realize that I need to step aside for somebody who is brilliant at product in our industry. Well, I'm going to share a different story, but a very similar tack to that. And when you're listening to this, I'm hoping that what you're taking away as a business owner if you haven't already made that key hire, or if you have, this idea that it really will make a dramatic difference, that gulp, it's okay to make the leap, even though you're scared to do it, and you might say, oh, the time's not just right. So for us, I had a company that was a, in a, a training company, and we were doing about a million dollars a year in sales, and we were stuck there. We were stuck there for about two years. And what it was was my business partner and I were maxed out. We were on the road doing a lot of our, our, our talks that we gave, which was one of the mechanisms that we sold. And we just didn't have time to develop our sales force or those other things. We thought, we hired a woman, her name was Paige. And I still remember Paige, we hired her away from a very large, you know, Fortune 500 company. 
to run our operations. The first person we ever had come in that we paid over a hundred thousand dollars for salary and benefits, and it was a it was a really scary thing to do. And for us, what that did was it freed up so much energy. Within about three or four months, Paige had our operations down. I mean, we didn't even have to worry if something was getting missed. I mean, she could produce so much. She worked with our other operations staff to to create our service offerings to make sure that we delivered excellent every time. And that freed us up to, to, to not be so afraid of selling more. We tripled our business within the first 12 months after her hire. And, and so that was kind of my story, Jeff. So what, what advice would you have to someone who's kind of agonizing? Should I hire or not hire? Is, am I really ready? Well, Is the company really ready? I want to tell you a, a, another story about that hiring and the investment in it. Because people, when I ask people, why didn't you hire subconsciously they don't want to let go, right? I don't want to step aside and just hand product development to Ed. Um, but that's the subconscious one. But the one that they answer with is top of mind is the cost. Well, I can't afford another person or to bring that person in. So I just want to tell a really quick story. I needed an engineer and another developer as we started to grow, and it was expensive at the time, and we were really stressing over it. So what I did to a lot of my friends thought was counterintuitive or even, quote, stupid, some people said. So we interviewed the guy, and he was really sharp, and, and I thought I could make a huge impact investing in him on getting more product out the door. Um, so when he came into my office, I said, everybody on my team wants to hire you. Um, we'd like to bring you in. The guy was making, I, I said, there's a sheet of paper on, in front of you on my desk. I want you to write down how much money you want to make for, to take this job. He was making $70,000 a year. So he took the paper and he wrote $80,000 on it. And he started to hand it to me, and I said, no, flip the paper over. And he flipped it over, and I said, what does it say? And he said, 85000 And I said, that, that's your salary. And he said, I only asked you for eighty. And I said, well, I think you're worth eighty-five. And he said, but I only asked you for eighty. And I said, do you want to continue this conversation? And he said, no, I'll take the eighty-five. So I told a friend, I paid a guy what he was worth, not what he asked for. And they said, Jeff, you're an idiot. You just wasted $5,000. Let me tell you something, David. I invested $5,000. Here's what happened. The expense it takes to recruit new employees, we had used staffing agencies, run ads. We spent money finding people. But here's an interesting thing about a really sharp developer. It happens that a lot of his friends were, guess what, other really sharp developers. Our next four employees cost me nothing because he brought people into the company. That was one thing. Second, one day I'm going home, and I, the guy's name was Bill. I said, Bill, go home. And he said, I will. I said, when? He said, just as soon as I prove you right. <laughs> and I said, really? <laughs> he said, you, you, gave, you believed in me and paid me more than I asked for. I'm going to make sure that you look back on my career and say it was worth every penny and more. So the conventional wisdom of, you know, can I afford another employee is just not, you know, people don't look at it with the right ROI. I got a lot more out of affording that employee uh, than what traditional, conventional hiring would have said. All right. That is so, so different from how the average person does it, and yet it is just so smart seeing people as a strategic resource. So the last thing I think I want a listener to leave here with is this idea, okay, Jeff, I, I heard what you said. David, I'm listening to you, too. I want to do that, so who should my first key hire be? And I'll just kind of point out, you know, most entrepreneurs break down probably 40-40. 40 percent of them, their top strengths really are operational um, on the production of their product or service offering. Probably 40 percent of them are sales marketing is their greatest strength, and 20 percent it's probably somewhere else. 
if your top strength is on the sales and marketing side, then probably your first key hire is going to be operationally um, most times. And if you're really strong operationally, your first key hire is probably going to be on the sales or the, the marketing side. There are some exceptions where it might be someone in the world of finance or some other uh, key role player. But I want to just encourage you, if you're listening right now, think who would your next or your first key hire be? And then ask yourself, what steps would they be with that? And Jeff, when you think about hiring here, we've got about a minute left before we head to the next break. What one last comment would you make about hiring that's going to help them to do it smarter if you just have one last nugget of wisdom to share with them? Yeah, and I think I'm really just paraphrasing what you just said, uh, David, which is fill in your weaknesses. Complement your strengths by recognizing here's an area that I'm not the best at and I've got to find somebody really good at that. So when I, real, when I made a list of what I'm good at and what I'm bad at and the things that I'm bad at at the top of the list, the one that was most important to the company, that was my first strategic hire. Fill in the gaps where you need the help. I love it. I love it. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. I want to encourage you listeners to get to ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. You can register for free there. There are wonderful resources that Jeff and I put a lot of energy and effort to create. Essentially, these are the tools that we wished we would have had you know, 20-plus years ago when we got started with our businesses. And I want to encourage you to get those for yourself at ScaleYourBusinessToolkit.com. We'll be coming up with our next segment in a moment here. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. We're hoping to help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Stay with us. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com.